right, guys. Welcome to Guest Life Podcast, episode 15. Today, we're joined with Sandy McKay from McKay Realty Network. Um, we're talking about the podcast in terms of what we can do within the community. Sandy's a, a you know just a perfect example of someone that's you know local. Um, you know, came into the city, started his business, started his career here. Um, really took off. Always gives back. Um, he's going to talk a little bit about his story today. Um, and we're going to get to know a little bit more about Sandy McKay. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's always good to have everybody on the show. And Sandy's just, you know, we've been trying to connect. I've actually been on top of his podcast before, which is, uh, you know, a big honor of mine getting asked. And, uh, and now I have the privilege to have him over here. Yeah, man. I honestly, you know, congratulate and um, thankful for you giving back like this too, sharing. I mean, that's, as we get into my story, that's like one of the main contributors to any version of success that I've had is, is sharing info and, and just being open about things. It's, it, you bring so much more into your world when you do that. So congrats on, on this venture and everything else you've done. It's, it's awesome. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, to give the, the viewers a little bit of a history, guys, we want to ask the question, why not me? Why not now? So Guest Life Podcast is created just because we want to we want to showcase some of the, the local talent, but also understanding that, you know, connecting the pieces in terms of it's always a journey and, and getting to that destination doesn't always have to be the sweet spot. Um, but really enjoying the ride and, and having people around you that can, you know, help and support, but also guide you um, to that next level. So connecting local talents is, is why we're here. Um, so Sandy's going to tell us a little bit about how he got started and, uh, you know, the day in the life, you know, he runs a podcast, he, he runs a real estate team. He's, uh, going to tell us a little bit about how he's uh, currently opening a brokerage. Um, so I'll let him take it away. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, if I go back, uh, I won't go back too, too far, but if I go back uh, to kind of my previous world, um, I don't even know if you know this, I was a pro golfer for a while, a few years, um, maybe you do know that, but uh, was living in Australia, kind of getting into that side of things, I was uh, always big into sports, loved sports, uh, thought that was a great path to go down, um, a lot of really long uphill battle to make it in that industry, I kind of was looking at life, uh, living in Australia for a couple of years there looking at life back home and ultimately decided that it was a better move to come back, kind of build something up back here and, uh, kind of bounced around in some really kind of different and weird sort of entrepreneurial experiences, uh, trying to create some sort of a business. They didn't really know what I was doing. I really spent a lot of time on the marketing and that side of things. I was trying to be a bit of an internet, uh, internet marketer at, at one point and kind of going down that, that path, learned a ton, lost a lot of money, didn't really make any money, learned a lot though in the process yeah. that I still apply today. So thankful that I did that. Um, although it was, you know, in your late, early, mid, late twenties, it's a little demoralizing, uh, when you see people out there, you know, even just working corporate jobs and stuff and making a hundred K or whatever, and you're trying to hustle to make five grand a, a month or, or less even. Right. So, um, kind of ups and downs with that whole thing, but then found my way into real estate and kind of creative real estate investment world and started doing some uh, wholesaling real estate, some like unique creative ways of raising money to buy real estate when we had no money. And so got really spent a lot of time educating around that. So kind of learned the whole investment side of real estate um, and kind of fell in love with that for at least for a while. It's still, I still do a lot of that. So it's not that I've fallen out of love, but I've kind of gone into some other things in my day to day primarily. But my wife, my now wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, Kate and I both got into that at the same time. And just kind of went to everything. Like we were day and night researching, trying to figure out how to do this and that, uh, 
learning from other real estate entrepreneurs or investors and uh, started buying. Well, we did our very first wholesale real estate deal, made um, 30 grand or something on the deal, which was a really big payday for us and put it all back into another property. Um, started getting that kind of triggered the whole snowball effect of buying more real estate and ultimately landed with a, um, uh, the company we're still with, Keller Williams, in a realtor role. So kind of saw the realtor life and said, well, if we're going to go into real estate investment side, we're already doing that a bit, but we've got to create a bit of an income here while we're at it because the realtor invest, real estate investment side was fun, wealth building long-term, not a lot of like, hey, let's make cash today. Yep. So we needed a bit of that. That was going to be helpful. So I figured realtor life was going to help with that. Get, went down that road. And when was this? would be 2014. Okay, yeah, not long ago. Not that long ago when no. I got uh, into realtor life. So got in there. Um, we had we had started getting some success in the real estate investment side of things. We started buying a bunch of properties. Again, using a lot of other people's money, not much of our own. Because um, we didn't have, have that much. Got into realtor side of things. And um, honestly, I just at that point, I had done so many different things, uh, entrepreneurial type things. I've learned a lot about like marketing and sales and stuff. Wasn't necessarily all that experienced at it, but like I was definitely ready to kind of take off. I think. So yeah. looking back, I mean, I got into it. We we kind of, I I think found success really quick, mainly because we were just itching to do it. We knew the realtor real estate real estate story side of things. I created a podcast at the same time, which was turned out it's uh, one of our our best things I've ever done is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investment Podcast. Amazing. Which we've done now for seven years. Wow. We, we yeah we started that podcast basically just to share experiences, learn. And there was no like, can we get real estate business out of it? There yeah. was none of that mindset. So I think that's kind of ingrained into the show is, is it's not about getting business, yeah. although it's turned into a good lead generation tool. So yeah, we did that. Started getting business from that. Started getting business from all these other places. Kind of snowballed into really busy real estate uh, realtor life. And yeah, built out now the team. We have like... 15 agents um, working with us. We have a bunch of staff, a bunch of overhead, a bunch of all that fun stuff. And um, my wife transitioned. We have a property management company, so she runs that now day to day. Um, so we started obviously seeing needs for some complimentary or ancillary businesses there with all these investors we're working with and ourselves. We needed to manage these properties. Started that. Started a construction company back two years <laughs> ago now because we needed that. And you say 2004 you started this? <laughs> yeah, I know, 2014. So we got we got the real estate team going 24 actually the real estate team didn't start developing to 2016. We about that same year end of that year we started the property management company, so that'd be 2016-2017, then 2017-2018 did the construction company. And um and then we have the investment thing which is kind of now more of a formal company where we where we um raise money to buy investment properties. And it all kind of flows to that whole, all those companies kind of feed off each other, right? Because they're all very in the same industry and complementary. So now it's, uh, yeah, a lot of excitement with all that stuff going on. Yeah. And uh, now we're here today. So I, I spent a lot of my time in the realtor side of it. Yeah. Um, we can get into that specifics if you want, but I have a lot of leverage on the other pieces there. Yeah. And, like, um, I, yeah, think, so. I think one of the things I want to take away and for the viewers, right, like, um, I knew Sandy McKay, you know, his, his name's all over the city. He's, you know, he's a big name. He's, he also gives back quite a bit. So it kind of, you know, I always get drawn towards those type of people. But I, we went for lunch and we were at Chima down on Lock Street. And I remember talking to you for the first time, like really talking and getting to know you. And I was like, what, you know, what are your big goals? And he goes, well, I want to double next year. And I go, I just stopped. I was like, 
Perfect. <laughs> I was like, this is the guy I want to be talking to. That's the kind of energy that you want to have. One is, is to be putting it out there, right? To be putting it out there and talking about it and, and seeing what you can do with such little time and the right people around you, I think is just so unique, but also really, um, really like humbling in the sense of like, you know, it doesn't matter what your dreams are. It's like, you know, what do you want directly? And I think a lot of people need to take the time to ask themselves that and you know it rolled off your tongue like you say it every morning. <laughs> so I kind of do. I think I, in my you know whatever affirmations or things that I do, I, I probably do say that every morning to myself. How are we gonna double things today? How are we gonna blow this up today? Yeah, and I, you know I absolutely love it. I'm so drawn towards it. And uh, you know I think for for people looking out there, whether they're in real t- real estate or I think we're all in real estate a little bit, whether you like it or not, whether you own a home. Um, but talking about kind of the bigger picture and you know, seeing things that kind of align with whatever business you're in and how do you grow it and scale. It's not always growing your initial business, but growing at scale with other businesses, correct? Yeah, there's a whole whole bunch of excitement in in that process, right? That's a huge, like, first of all, you got to have the thinking and mindset. It's got to be there or else you're not going to get anywhere, right? But then as you grow, you start to evolve all the, the, the models, the systems. What does that all look like? Which is fun for some people, maybe not for others. Um, so you need to end up getting some leverage there. And I think that's something we've done pretty well at is just get some other right people in place, um, to kind of run with things that, that, uh, you know, are not in our top, in my top 20% of activities at that moment. Like you, you, as you grow, your, your, your role changes, right? If, if you're CEO or your founder type thing, you're everything at the start, but ultimately you got to start leveraging out and you got to be able to let other people run with components of the business or else you're just gonna, you're never going to double every year you're never going to come close if you're trying to do it all right. You're you, everyone hits the capacity. So that became a big thing for, for me, for sure. was just, how do we, how do we systematically grow this thing and, um, and still, you know, maintain pretty good service and all that too, at the same time. Right. So it's, 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 it's tough. It's fun, but hanging around the right people, getting them in the right environment is, is probably if not one, it's like one, two in terms of importance of, 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 of uh, just that whole journey. And how do you build out your team strategically to like allow you to grow, whether you, you know, uh, promote internally or you, you look external and, and what type of people are you looking for? If you're, if you're looking to expand like this, obviously you need a great team to support you and you're, you know, the visionary and the, and sometimes the creative, um, to take it to that next level. Yeah. I, I, I need personally, I think it's a little different for every person. I am definitely more excited and more into the visionary side of things. Um, versus if you've ever read, uh, read or heard of rocket fuel, that book, it's like visionary or, or, um, or an implementer, and I'm not the implementer. I can be for moments, but I, f- I fail fast at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I need someone to really run with it at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. So I always need to look for that type of person. I need someone to, to run with something that can, I can go quick at the start, and then I'll slow down and fizzle out. Yep. I need someone to carry it that next extra, extra bit of path to the end. So that's for me. I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably are like that, because a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of more the visionary type. Yeah. So I think a lot of us need that person to help finish things and help keep things going after you kind of get bored with it. <laughs> um, so that was for me. Ultimately, though, you know, you need people that are obviously buying into the whole whole mission and vision that you have set out. Right. So what is that? I think a lot of people don't spend enough time getting clarity on that in the beginning. You know, what's the mission? Why am I here? Why, why, why would someone come show up to the office with me every day? Mm-hmm. It can't just be money. It can't just be that. That's part of it, probably. But, it, you know, they got to be fairly compensated, but they got to have something extra there that they're excited about being there for, right? So that could be a million different things. It could be charitable. It could be, um, you know, whatever that big mission is. It's different for everybody. Yeah. 
and taking it to that level of like, you know, allowing people to the freedom to create their own within the business, right? Rather than having them go elsewhere and, and creating that. That's a big thing too, is opportunities, right? How, where do the opportunities come for them next? Cause everything, everything, every time I, you know, you see someone amazing in your, in your world, in your, in your uh, organization, organizations, there's a point in time that person's, they're so talented. They're going to either plow through it and go to the next thing, or they're going to have to create something or you're going to have to create something for them within your group. Right. So it's not always possible. You know, it's depending on the situation. Sometimes you can't create that for them or you can't create it fast enough for them, but it's gotta be on your mind. <laughs> I think you're working at it. Yeah. That's, that's ultimately what, that's a lot of what I do every day at this point is I try and I don't try. I do. I just come up with the opportunities or at least throw a vision out there for them. They still got to earn it and do it. Right. But a lot of times I'm just thinking, what can I do to get some excitement in that person so that they never want to leave? And ultimately if they never want to leave, it's, they're going to create something awesome for everyone to, to join in on. Right. So yeah, have fun along the way as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing a great job, man. And, um, you know, being from Hamilton, you, you know, you always pass down your, your big red sign, um, as you guys are coming down and, uh, you, cause you guys are at the office down on Cannon, correct? Well, we got and the then you Cannon, got your own, and then we got our own main and, uh, Wentworth, which is, um, yeah, it was, that was exciting. What did we do that? Three, two, three years ago now. And, um, yeah, kind of threw the big obnoxious sign out there. I figured amazing, I love it. amazing traffic driving by. So it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I think it's, kind of recognizable at this point oh um, definitely yeah don't be humble yeah. um that's amazing man so we want to talk a little bit about kind of talk like for for the people that are getting into the the real estate industry um you know obviously with covid and everything things are going a little bit off the rails sometimes and then they get calm sometimes um but in terms of actual like just getting into the market and getting your feet wet what would you recommend for people that are looking from uh, an entrepreneurial standpoint for so buying real estate, like investing, or yeah, I mean, any real estate is one of the biggest things, been the biggest wealth uh, generators for anybody in Canada for sure, let alone the world. So I think everyone's got to own real estate if you're going to be wealthy person in life. Almost everyone has got some component, or more likely a huge component of their wealth in real estate. So um, it's a no brainer to get into it in some way, shape, or form. Most people just have to get into it. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Just get in and get in as big as you can. Um, given whatever resources and stuff you have at the moment, um, starting out, you just got to get in. Cause I mean, we got in the very first property we ever bought was like, it's scratching every penny to get in on it. Credit cards. We had about a $20,000 renovation that I did myself. So it would have been probably 60, 70,000. <laughs> I'm not handy. So I did the renovation myself was, I should never do that, but I did it cause we had no other, no other choice. Couldn't afford anything else. Um, and get a little bit lucky with the timing, but at the end of the day, it, it's, almost any time in the last 20 years has been lucky with the timing. Yeah. Um, so we got in and uh, bought a place. We sold it a couple years later just cause we were, it was out uh, in Oshawa and we were trying to get more uh, money back out this way in Hamilton. And we, we sold, we made like a hundred, 120 grand, 130 grand in like a year and a half, two years. Wow. It was like, I know that's not exactly the reality for everybody, but most people, if you bought in the last 20 years and you just sit on something for a couple of years, especially if you add a bit of value to it. Yeah. So I think the reality for most people is just, they got to get into it and let that passive wealth start appreciating because it's such a big um, piece and you can just, you can leverage it so many ways. It's such an awesome asset to have. And um, the more of it you can get, the better um, get getting one or two is monumental for a lot of people. Cause that over 15 to 20 years, that's usually three properties in a very, very simple model over 
20 years, you're going to be into the million, million five, two million range in terms of wealth built. So that's just off a standard like $300,000, $400,000 house, which you can't, you don't even, you probably need more like 500, 600 now at this point in Hamilton. Yeah, it's changing a little bit. But, you know, that's just the kind of power it has. It's huge. Just got to sit on it. And you can do a whole bunch of more creative stuff, but even just getting a two or three and sitting on them, massive. Yeah, it's been, it's been great in our industry. And I mean, we see it all the time, how the city's changing and how it's evolving. Um, and it's like, you know, I've been hearing it since I bought my first property where it's like, you know, oh, it's, you, you know, you might not want to, you want, might want to wait until the market cools off. <laughs> you know, the thing is, so right now money is the cheapest ever, super cheap. I thought 2017 was the cheapest ever. This is the cheapest ever. <laughs> Can't get cheaper. No. And um, until that ever, like a lot of people say, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait because, um, you know, it's, it's a hot, too hot of a market. I want to wait till it cools off or drops or whatever. The reality is if it actually did drop, it's because very likely because uh, financing is a lot harder to get and good luck getting it because you're probably not going to be able to. Yeah. So get in when the money's cheap. That's the time to get in. You got amazing leverage with the banks and everything, and they're practically giving you money. So take advantage of it. It's only going to get harder if you're in a tougher market. Most people who say that will never get in because they won't be able to get in in that tough market. Now it's easy. It's easy as they're ever going to get. So yeah, well, I mean, they're <laughs> getting interest rates at one point seven five or one point seven nine, whatever. It's free money. Yeah, it's it is it is free money. And I mean, dealing with COVID, like you can look at it in such a negative light, or you can look at it as a, you know time to kick ass. And I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, which I think a lot of our listeners would be in, is kind of taking it to the next level and seeking the opportunity within the chaos. It's uh, hard to do it day to day, every day, but you'll have moments, right? Everyone's got their moments, I think, where you have a rough day or hour or week or month even. But, you know, it's, I, a lot of that comes down to the environment, I would say. You know, being in the right environment, the right people around you that you're chatting with day to day, that can really inspire or energize you. And, um, on the opposite side of that, being around the people that are going to... That's why I bought COVID. this plant. <laughs> this is the first episode where my new plant is... What's the plant? What is it? It's, it's being showcased here. It's from Bodega down on Lock, and nice. it brings more energy to this conversation. Awesome. Yeah. We got the... Um, I got uh, the money tree one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. The money tree at home and at the office. The this, cool. We got this one here. Yeah. That's a money tree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's so big. I had, I had that big. before. That's, that's been in the show before, but, but never this. So this okay. is like... This is new energy. So you talk about... Needing it, I thought, you know what? COVID, winter's about to come. I need plants. <laughs> I need, true, I need life. True. I need energy. It's true, it is. Look at it. It's, Look at it's, it. I can, I can feel it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. It's That's vibrating. Huge. You need the energy, man. You need it. I, I don't wake up feeling amazing every day. But, no. But when I don't, and I get in the right environment, I can. You can turn around in like an hour. It's being a bit purposeful about it, right? You can let that just happen, or you can be purposeful about making that happen. It's like, you know, big on, um, you know, entrepreneurs and people having like morning routines, whether, you know, you get up at five or get up at six or get at seven. But one of the things is like, no one's a morning person. So if you're listening and you're thinking, ah, I'm just not that guy or I'm not that woman or like it, no one is, I don't get up at 445 and say, yeah, this is great. And I'm excited. Right. Sometimes, I push, I maybe push one my, out of a uh, hundred days. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Potentially. Yeah. Um, but that's that thing, right? You, you have to push yourself into that position and you have to look at, you know, no one ever leaves the gym and goes, Oh, I wish I didn't go do that workout. <laughs> that's it. You get the high off it, right? Yeah. You get, you get the, right. The, the endorphins. The high or the endorphins yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the Young Executive Leaders Club podcast. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that, man. So I was uh, I was at an event like uh, we a little over a year ago now, and I was just 
I, got, I started getting really interested in like leadership as you kind of grow and you get more people amongst your organization and you, you, you know, you find yourself leading people, whether it's on purpose or not, you have to, um, I'd rather lead them to a high level and not a really, you know, low level. So, um, I was just, I, I was at an event and I talked to this, uh, lady, Danica Koska, who's big in the real estate industry. And she's, um, talking about leadership and she's just saying how it's, it's influence and that's all it is. It's just influence. That's all it ever is. But you got to grow your leadership big time if you ever want to have influence. And I just thought, you know what? I got to create some, just like I did the real estate investing one back in the day, seven years ago now, uh, almost seven years ago. Um, I'm thinking like, well, how do I grow my leadership? Well, I better have some good conversations about leadership with people, right? So why don't I create a bit of a platform for them to share their journey and stories around leadership? And ultimately, I'll probably learn a bit through that. Um, they'll have a platform to share their journey and get something out of it. And, um, and then over time, you know, maybe I'll be perceived as a better leader because of it. I probably will be because I'll learn a lot more and have that energy going around there. Right. So I just created it. Um, I thought we'd have some fun with it. I thought it would uh, be a good platform to, to share some good stuff and confident over the, over time, over the years or however long we go with it, that, uh, it'll probably pan out in some cool stuff. And I think leadership is, is huge. I, I'm really in, interest, interested in that probably more than anything at this point in, in life. Um, John Maxwell type stuff and things like that. That is just, I think regardless of what industry you're in or anything in life, um, family even, like being a better leader is, is why would you not want to spend time on that? That's like the most important thing in life. When it's amazing when you become someone that is looking for leadership. And then just like you said, all of a sudden you realize you're the leader. Right. And I think, you know, a lot has to do with what room are you in, but also kind of the positions that you put yourself in based on, you know, your maybe unintentional learning um, because people just, you know, they get sucked towards you and you realize like, wow, a lot of people are coming to me for all these different things. And the thing is too, on leadership too, it's not, you're not always the number one in charge type thing. Like you can lead from second, third, fourth, there's leaders in every different, you know, level of, of an organization or of a team or of a, of a family, right? It doesn't really necessarily you know, anyone can be a leader and anyone can be a, a terrible or a good leader. And I don't think it's like a, you're not just a leader and that's what you are. It's kind of ongoing evolution, right? So sometimes you might be, you might have a rough day and not be the greatest leader, but opportunity there for the next day to, to make up for it and just keep growing and be better at it. So yeah. I think, I think that's a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to be a great leader, kind of more of like a servant leader type of a role in those like second and third, you know, um, levels down an org chart type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hierarchy charts, stuff like that. Like I think, I mean, it's massive. Um, that's amazing. So one of the questions I get asked all the time from some of the listeners is, you know, how do these people manage their day? How do they manage their day-to-day tasks? How do they get everything done? I know a lot of it has to do with team and, and who's around you, but Talk, talk us a little bit through your day with all these different avenues going on, whether it's the podcast, the other podcast, <laughs> um, you know, opening a new location, starting other businesses, multiple businesses, your check-in times, you know, I know you exercise. What do you do? I know. There's a lot of stuff. It sounds you know, like a you know, ton you have a, of things, You have a wife. Right? Like, talk, yeah. talk us through it. No kids yet, so that probably helps. That'll probably add, add to, uh, you know, some time in there that I need to spend with them at some point. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing is um, – it's not time, like time management is a common term. I think it's time prioritization, how you prioritize the time that really matters because everyone's got the same amount of time. It's, it's how, do you, how do you prioritize it though? So where do you spend, you know, your, for me, I looked at, uh, I really didn't get that good at this till probably three years ago, two, three years now. Um, like I, I really follow a calendar diligently. Um, I'm 
most days pretty pretty darn good at sticking to it. Uh, but I get it off here and there. But like basically, I just think having a calendar is huge, especially a lot of people in like a sales type role or entrepreneur role. You're you're all over the place. So many things going on. You have to have a decent looking calendar that is structured and not just like. Well, I have Monday to Friday all open, and I'm just gonna plug and play everything random all over the place. Like I, I'm very, you know, my mornings are pretty, pretty standard. Um, on a typical morning, like I do a lot of our, um, I do a lot of lead generation type activities. So like I'm calling people in my network, texting, calling, making making connections, and um, looking for. Used to be in the real estate sales world, looking for business, um, buyers, sellers, investors. Now it's more like looking for talent, looking for opportunities to connect with. Um, new uh, people to get into business with. Okay. So I spend a lot of, I spend uh, on a, if I'm really having a good week, I'm spending two hours a day on that. Uh, sometimes it's more like one and a half to two hours, but I'm at least dedicating part of my schedule to that. That's like my, that's the time where I make my money, to be honest. Those opportunities, I can have my appointments and stuff with those people later, but if, as long as I'm doing that, at least an hour every day, I'm always going to have tons of opportunities and tons of, uh, all financial um, gains, I think, in my world because I'm going to get in business with great people. Yeah. And if I get in business with great people, that's that's the biggest thing at this point. It, at the start, when I was on my own, it's all find the next real estate deal type of thing. Well, you get really busy. In the real estate world, you get really busy with those deals because you start to actually get business. And now now you stop doing that that thing that got you there. And 60, 90, 120 days on the road, you're looking at an empty schedule and no money coming in. You know, that's the that's the world of most realtors. So I never wanted to really do that. <laughs> I don't mind when business is always coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So same thing with looking for talent and building something out, right? I don't mind when great people are always showing up versus having a six-month gap where, like, you know, I haven't found any good people lately or whatever, right? So that's what you have to do, I think, in some way as you're as you're growing. So Super interesting. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah, morning that's, usually. that's great. Yeah, so that's my – if I do that five days a week, I'm going to be golden. Whatever happens in the afternoon, the afternoon sometimes gets away from us. But I find that's the time where everyone's kind of all over the place. There's appointments going on, all that sort of stuff. It's a little different day to day. Um, but that morning time, first of all, in the real estate world, half of the world's asleep. So it's easy to, easy to make, make hay while nobody else is even noticing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then once everyone wakes up and starts bugging me for things, well, I, at least I'm open and, and can do those things. But uh, yeah, the morning's huge. Getting everything done out of the way by noon, huge. So then I can have my day get away from me from time to time and not feel like I missed that, that lead generation or that, that, uh, finding talent type of moments in the morning. That's amazing. That's probably the, that's definitely the most unique, um, answer I've gotten on the show so far, which I think is probably the best. Like, I think a lot of industries talk about, uh, staffing challenges and how much time do they spend? And you spend a lot of time, which is awesome. Important. Yeah. That's the number one thing for me now getting great people. Yeah. Um, I think, and there's a whole, I didn't get into the, my morning routine before that. I do do a, some version of the miracle morning. It doesn't always look the same. I do some version of that every day. Sometimes it's like 10 minutes. Sometimes it's like an hour. Yeah. Quick workout, do some, I don't really meditate. I found it didn't work very well for me. Maybe I'll get back into it one day. That's one of the, uh, the, the things there in that, uh, what's it called? The savers. So there's six, I guess. So it's one of the six. Um, but yeah, I, I, visualize I, I journal a little bit i write, write out gratitude things every day i'm actually pretty consistent at that now it took me about five years to get to that but yeah yeah pretty good with that do a little exercise and uh usually i show up to the office and i get into that lead generation type of activity i love it you go to the office every day i would go to the office uh i yeah i do i go to the office 90 percent of the time um sometimes uh depends sometimes you know there's a lot of distractions at the office so depending on the day there are times where i try and 
go elsewhere, go sit at a coffee shop or go sit at home even sometimes. Yeah. Um, Wednesdays I do a lot of content. I try and struck, I do a little bit of a blocking in terms of like my days, like Wednesday I try and get all my content stuff done. So I'll shoot some podcasts. I'll do some other interviews, things like that. Um, if I'm doing any video work or th- something like that, I'll try and uh, like as much as I can get it done on Wednesday. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> um, there's so many different models out there, right? Like there's no perfect way to do it. I think, my biggest thing, and I think what I basically just shared is just getting that, that thing you really need to get done that's going to move your business forward. You got to do it every day and you got to do it. It can only be like 10 minutes even some days, but you got to do it every day. Yeah. Just like they say, you got to work on your business every day. Like there's no day you go by where you don't at least have a thought about your business. Yeah. Even if you're on a vacation, you still got a moment where you think about something, right? I think you got to, if you're going to build business and get business and especially sales type businesses, like you got to lead generate every day. You have to. So it's not always, you know, two hours, but you got to do it every day. Get in the habit because then you, you, then it's so weird. It feels so odd that you don't do that. Yeah. And that's when you're like, you know, it's a habit and you're into like mastering the ability to do that every day. And it's just a habit. Yeah. The consistency and the routine, it just, it's just a, you know, a combination for success. Yeah. Um, so let's finish off here. And then we're just going to talk a little bit of, well, a little bit about a lot, which is how much you do for this community. Um, nice. which is amazing. So tell us a little bit about the initiatives that you're talking about. I know them personally, but you know, I'd love you to be able to share them with the, with the viewers. So we've done a lot. We've done a few things over the years. Um, we've done like with Keller Williams, we have always had a, uh, we have a thing called red day every year. We, we get back to our community and everyone in the organization takes a day off. We just pour into the community. We've done a lot of stuff like good shepherd or city kids. City kids has been a, one that I've really liked, uh, working with over the years. Um, great, uh, great company there and great, uh, they just do great things for inner city kids and that. And, and for myself being involved in that a lot, we do property management. We have a lot of tenants in the city. Um, we have a lot of rental properties ourselves in the city. So we, we, we see a lot of kind of, you know, we see a lot of issues there that need to be addressed and love seeing that, that side of it. They have a great organization. Um, in the last year, two years, um, been working on opening up our own foundation. It's called be the change in your own backyard. So I'm not wearing the shirt today. Should have worn that one, but I got the uh, never hustle, never, never settle, never give up. So that's pretty good too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got, <laughs> I, we got some shirts that we wear going around that are that are I don't know, they're kind of cool. We get quite, so many questions about. I think it they're the a, I think the best. Yeah, it's a big be the change thing on there, and everyone's like, "What the hell does that mean?" It's so exciting. Um, so we're actually like literally any day we're going to be officially open. It's taken like t- forever to officially get status for it. Um, we've raised money and stuff and done some things for it, but now we can officially, uh, properly kind of designate, um, you know, take, take, uh, fe- uh sorry, take, uh, charitable donations and we can actually issue receipts and everything. Oh, amazing. So that's coming up any day. Um, Congratulations. Long process, man, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, it, the unique thing about that, I guess it's a foundation. So our, our goal with it is to kind of pour into a lot of kind of in line with city kids a little bit, pour into the, um, families and stuff that they need help and it's in your own backyard so it's kind of it is a foundation it's not necessarily one cause it can be utilized to some other causes but really the goal of it is to give back to the community families that need it uh be the change in their own backyard or your own backyard encouraging young leaders to to grow and, and develop i think it all starts with you know changing the mind of of, of, a, of one child or one one person in the family and then it just extends out throughout the family right so i think that's one of the issues you know with when you see the challenges with inner city um, things that are going on sometimes and some of the, you know, the challenges that are there, it's, it's education and just growing new leaders. I think they can always change the next generation. It doesn't happen overnight, but 
and a long-term uh, outlook, uh, we can be a part of that change, hopefully. For sure. So that's the goal of it, yeah. I think it's amazing. When I heard about it, it was just, you know, it just, it, it grabs you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually saw uh, you partner with a Dan yeah. on the Bow Cruise, and that's the first thing I said. What is that shirt? How do I get involved? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because we use that model a lot in terms of, like, you know, creating change. And, you know, in your own backyard, is just, a, it's just, it's perfect, right? Like, the community, especially that supports us as business owners and um, and community leaders, I would say, is is that's the community, right? We wouldn't be here without them. Um, Absolutely. I mean, and yourself too with your company and ours. I, we're so involved in the in community, like helping people create better office spaces or, or, or residential with obviously what you guys do and ourselves helping them get into uh, real estate in some way, shape, or form or get out of it sometimes. I mean – it's a huge thing as part of the growth of a community. Um, both of our businesses, our primary businesses at least, right? So it's, how do you not give back to that and pour into that? It's all going to come back to you eventually too. So you might as well, you know, keep it going around and, and add value to it and help build it. For sure. So if we can, um, what would you give um, in terms of kind of some guidance or support to, you know, someone looking to get into the real estate market or say, um, you know, the, uh, 25 year old you <laughs> 25 year old me. Um, and I guess, you know, real estate's, um, real estate's a pretty, pretty awesome industry overall. There's gets, gets a realtor side of it at least gets a pretty bad rep. Um, cause they're, you know, 80% of the people are out of the business in, in the first two years. So there's a lot of, um, turnover because they're not very good at the job and they're not getting any business. So it's, uh, it's a tough industry. Um, it's also an incredible industry with so many awesome people that are like really supportive of uh, helping and sharing, um, in terms of like best practices and things like that. I would say uh, this is probably a good one because it goes across the board, not just in real estate, but just reaching out to other people and asking for help and asking for guidance. I think real estate people for sure. And I'm sure other industries are very open to helping out the next, next person up. Like how do you help that next person come into the world in, in that industry or into that business? Um, people just need to ask. I think I would ask more questions to, to leaders and like really just seek advice better. I was never, I'm a little better now. It's never been, it wasn't really a natural thing for me. So yeah. actually reaching out to people that's like on a pedestal for you maybe cause they're on that show or on that podcast or they're whatever, you know, they're running a great business and you're looking at them like, holy crap, how could I ever like get in that person's world? You just got to ask, you yeah. gotta seek them out. I love people that seek me out now. Those are the people that I'm like, awesome. I said, this guy's got some, he got some mo going. Like let's, let's get yeah. in a conversation. Um, I would have done a better job of that. And I think other people should, I, I still need to do a better job of that. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. Any industry, real estate for sure. Cause it's such a sharing industry. Yeah. Um, so you won't find a, won't find too many people at least that'll kick you aside (laughs) yeah that's great advice all right guys well that's uh the guest life podcast episode 15 with sandy mckay thank you so much sandy thanks man um it's so great to have him share his insights talk about what he's doing in the city always big things and one of the questions we always ask each other is is why not me and why not now um you know what's holding you back what's stopping you from kind of getting after the things that you you maybe dream for and you don't see an opportunity but you know creating that opportunity just like sandy did you know where he's come from 2014 to now is just absolutely incredible and get in the room with more guys like him. So thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. It was fun and uh, awesome advice, I think, that you were sharing. So keep it up. All right. awesome. Thanks, guys.